Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to have Shadi Shaheen, VP of Product Strategy at SAS, with us in studio. Welcome, Shadi, to the program. Thank you for having me, Allison. So we've had SAS on the program a couple of times before, but I know this is your first time. So why don't we just start with an introduction of SAS and your role at the company? So SAS, the proclaimed leader in analytics, we have been in analytics software for over four years, way before it was cool, way before we called it AI and other things. And we specialize in creating real analytics for our customers, so making it available to them, whether it's deep analytics within machine learning, artificial intelligence, data science, or some light analytics around the citizen data scientist. My role here at SAS is, as you mentioned, Vice President of Product Strategy, is to really look at what the future of our platform and solution needs to look like to be on the cutting edge, to be that disruptor again in the marketplace, to be seen as a leader like we've always been, and to look at areas where we can improve our partnerships with companies like Intel and leverage the relationship between the hardware and the software. There is incredible opportunity for business in terms of tapping data to drive better decisions, to drive new insights about opportunities for organizations. How have you seen this evolve being at the center of advanced analytics and advanced use of data uh, to drive business growth? So I would say there are three driving forces behind the evolution. There's been obviously tremendous growth in data volumes. People are having access to data more readily in a faster way and are able to store it for cheaper. So that's making data available, which people want to gain insights from. The other thing is the digitization of companies. So companies that haven't been natively digital are becoming digital, and part of those business models require them to understand their customers, their products, their interactions a lot better, which are at the core data-driven things. And the last thing is really the commoditization of analytics. What I mean by that is people, customers, and business entities are getting used to the idea of having data at their fingertips and information and insights at their fingertips, whether you're on a website, even watching TV. Right? We are given information readily, and so that's forcing enterprises to rethink a little bit how they leverage data. And there's data, there's analytics, and then we get into the advanced analytics. And that realm is really where it's really, really growing, where people are saying, great, I can see what happened. I can have storytelling around that. But I really want to start predicting what's going to happen. And more importantly, I want to start prescribing what is meant to happen if I take certain actions. And that is core to the things we're trying to enable our enterprise customers doing. What are the key things that are required to make that leap into predictive analytics for customers in terms of the data set, the tools that SaaS is delivering, and the underlying infrastructure? For doing large-scale analyses because of the data volume, the infrastructure required historically has been pretty heavy. But you need clustered environment, server farms, or mainframes back in the day to do these kinds of things, and data storage being a big part of the cost equation. 
on a skill standpoint, obviously, historically, we've needed people with math skills and statisticians and programmers. And as we commoditize and we talk about the citizen data scientists, that barrier to entry is lowering. So to make data available to analysts, the tools have had to evolve to lower the programming skill required or the math skills required. And so now more people have access, which obviously means the servers and the machines are more loaded, which means we need also more access to data. So it feeds on itself, right? The more people want access to more data, the more storage we need, the more performance we need. So we need to continue optimizing the lower part of the stack, the infrastructure stack, to make it readily available. And we only see that accelerating as analytics become more and more available. The things that run it need to become more and more cost-effective. Now, obviously, Intel recently released some new technologies to the market that can help with this. We released our second-generation Xeon scalable processors, and with that, we release Optane DC persistent memory to the mainstream market. These are technologies that we've been working with you guys on for a long time. Tell me about why this particular generation of infrastructure is important in terms of what SaaS is trying to do in the market. I would say it's important to our customers, which means it's important to us. And we've been partnering with Intel for over 20 years. And when these new modules and features became available, we got into this testing the benefits to our end customers together. And so we looked at by leveraging the new chipset and leveraging the new persistent memory modules, what would we gain from it? How would it compare one-to-one with what we've had before. So we took a large data set, over 400 gigs, and we wrote some pretty hefty machine learning algorithms to run those, and we ran them side by side. And then we said, okay, how would it perform? On par, same version of the software, same physical hardware, but with the new chipset and the new Intel Optane DC persistent memory. And what we found is that you get 20% cost performance improvements. So the performance was on par, but the cost was lower. Did you also take a look at just being able to analyze larger data sets in terms of a larger memory footprint within the box? That is not the thing we tested. We said if we do the same, but now if you lower the cost of the hardware, what you can do is store more data. So for the same cost to performance, you get more data access, which means you can get more insights for the same amount of time and money so that the natural outcome of the results means that we can do more data aggregation, data storage, data computation for the same amount of money and same amount of time because the dollar that we spend is very important. But advanced analytics require a lot of machine power. And the shorter we can keep that, the more algorithms we can run. So it frees up dollars to then invest in more hardware to create more insights. Or if CIOs decide that what they have is what they need, they can invest in other areas in their business. Where do you see this playing out in terms of uh, your customer base, in terms of what they can now do that they were unable to do before? Right now, the value proposition behind this that we've tested and proved is they can achieve better outcomes because they would be able to store more data and get a better answer, faster answer with the lower dollar expenditure. But we know as we continue the testing in the different memory modes that this provides, and that's the beauty of this Optane DC chip, is that it allows us to 
choose how we want to use it. If we're looking for is to really replace hard drives, we can do that for faster and cheaper around DDR. Or if we're looking at using it in NVRAM mode, some non-random access memory, we know that that is definitely lower price point. What we are seeing is what is the performance footprint on that, and we're seeing initial results that are positive, but we have a lot more work to do there. That provides optionality for our customers, where the same hardware can now have different workload profiles, which are important in advanced analytics. Some algorithms require one kind of workload profile, and others require different because you may get into recursive or reinforcement learning, which requires different memory access. So that's where we see the future of this. Now we are really more in the pragmatic. This is from a wallet expenditure standpoint. You get more power for less money, uh, or at least the same power for less money, and that is an appealing proposition for the CIOs we do business with. So when you look more broadly at SaaS, what are the key things that you're most excited about that you're bringing to the platform? So we have a few areas of focus. One of them is really around augmenting and continuing advanced analytics around computer vision, conversational AI, AI in general, and as you may have seen our big announcement around a billion-dollar investment in artificial intelligence, but also about making it available by putting the software in people's hands because we believe that it's a no-code, low-code, or coding environment. So different experiences for different people, the people who like to write code, making that platform available to them, but also the people who are more business-centric by providing them a drag-and-drop experience to analytics where they can get to business value quickly. That's where we're pushing our platform to in a cloud-native environment so they can deploy it within their data centers or within public or hybrid cloud environments. That is the push to the future that SAS is embarking on. And the embracing of the open ecosystem where you no longer just have to code in SAS to leverage the power of the platform. You can code in your language of choice but still get value out of the SAS platform because we can definitely run your models that you've written in other languages. Where can folks find out more information about SaaS solutions and engage with your team to start seeing if there's a fit for a SaaS solution with their organization? I would guide them first to SaaS.com, but more specifically related to this topic, they can go to blogs.saas.com and find the content here with a lot more technical details and architecture diagrams to deep dive into this. But I'll also invite anyone to have face-to-face conversations. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate your time. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 